What if a play ended one inch further? A runner could have run one second faster. A team didn't have a draft pick too late, or an infamous trade was instead declined. Sports history isn't as straightforward as just stats and awards, winners and losers would make you believe. Endless alternate possibilities exist, and some could have not just impacted the outcome of one particular game, but in some cases the sport and world itself. Join us as we explore and discover the wrinkle in the game. Hey Rob, I got a story for you, man. Let's go. I want you to think about the slam dunk contest. What do you think about when you think about the slam dunk contest? Taking a nap. There have been some poor ones. There have been some really good ones. And I want to talk about the 2000 slam dunk contest. Okay. Now, whenever we start to discuss the 2000 slam dunk contest, we need to really go back to 1997. So we're going to rewind to 97 to understand how the contest was on the brink of death. Now, the competitors in the 1997 one were a young Kobe Bryant. He wasn't the Kobe he'd become, but people knew he was going to be a star at that time. Like, you you knew that, oh, this kid's going to become something. They had Chris Carr. Do you remember him? Mm, No. He was a role player for the Suns and T-Wolves and would end up becoming a journeyman, last playing for the Boston Celtics in 2001. All right, Michael Finley. You probably remember Michael Finley. I know who Michael Finley is. His trajectory was moving upward in his second season. This was right at the beginning of his career. And he became a good player. He wasn't a star at that level, but he made all-star teams. He became a really good player for the Mavs. He was a good player for the Spurs, too, later on. Mm -hmm. Darvin Ham. Who? And I think I have his basketball card. I think that's what his name sounds familiar to me. He was a journeyman as well, just kind of like Chris Carr was. Okay, we know Ray Allen. But whenever you think of Ray Allen, do you think of his ability to dunk the ball? Probably not. He's a three-point shooter, right? And obviously, this was at the beginning of his career when he was in his athletic prime and was able to do more than shoot the three-pointer. And then Bob Sura. Does that name sound familiar? No, man. He was the hometown favorite in Cleveland. He played for the Cavs at the time. Now, there was a possibility in 97 of Allen Iverson appearing. He was actually scheduled to appear in the 97 slam dunk contest but he had to bow out because of injuries that he got in the rookie sophomore game so up until the rookie sophomore game he was going to be in the slam dunk contest okay which would have added some more excitement to the contest so let's get into the contest real quick after the first round the scores told the tale finley led the competition with 44 now this is out of 50 so finley led with 44 Carr had 39 and moved to the finals. Kobe got only 37 at the time, and he was able to get to the finals with that score. Ham at 36, and Sura and Allen both have 35, so they were knocked out after the first round. So the highest score after the first round was 44, and then the lowest score that made the finals was Kobe with 37. In the final round, Kobe did a great between-the-legs dunk that got the crowd excited. That's the dunk that I remember, is his winning dunk, the -the between-the-legs slam and that's what people think about when they think about this contest bryant got 49 with that finley did the worst cartwheel attempt you've ever seen in in the finals have you seen this replay the absolute worst in nba slam dunk contest ever for cartwheel no probably the worst cartwheel attempt by an adult like it's (laughs) pathetic It, it it would look like if i was attempting a cartwheel 
And so it, was, it would have looked like it fit in the last edition of BNBA. Yes. Contest. Yes. And he, and then after his pathetic cartwheel attempt, he still missed the dunk. Of course. Why just fail? Fail hard. Might as well. So Kobe won this horrid dunk contest, it, which is interesting because when I th- think of the dunk contest without really looking into it, I always think about that it must have been pretty good because I remember Kobe's winning dunk and how exciting it was, but I forget all the horrible dunks or attempted dunks that went with it. It was so bad that the next year they did not do the dunk contest. They replaced it with the two-ball competition. Did you watch the two-ball competition? I didn't watch any of this. Well, I am proud to say that I did watch it because this was when I was in the throes of the NBA. Like (laughs) mid to late 90s, I wanted everything to do with the NBA. I was watching everything. I was watching every single Mavs game when they sucked just because that's the only game I could get. So the two ball was a shooting event where teams consisted of one NBA and one WNBA player who played in the oh, same city. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually I think I do remember this. Each team was given one ball and 60 seconds on the clock. And one reason I remember it is because the first winner of the two ball competition was Houston with Clyde Drexler and Cynthia Cooper. And I was a big Rockets fan at the time. In fact, I watched most of the Comets games the first couple of seasons because, man, the Comets were good. But I remember watching that particular two-ball competition. So the dunk contest was scrapped because it was awful in 97. So in 98, it was scrapped for the two-ball. And in 99, there was no All-Star game because of the lockout. lockout. So then in 2000, they decided to bring it back. Now, it already starts off more exciting. It has Vince Carter, who was the high-flying player of the time. That was the one that everyone was excited about. Steve Francis, mm-hmm. um, who at that time was, he was a rookie that year. So he wasn't as highly thought of as he would be a couple years later. But Tracy McGrady, who was teammates with Carter in Toronto. Jerry yeah. Stackhouse, who people forget, Jerry Stackhouse at the beginning of his career was thought of as a star early on. Larry Hughes, and Ricky Davis. So four of these players either were at that time or would be All-Stars. This year was Carter's and Stackhouse's first All-Star game was in 2000. McGrady's first All-Star game would be in 01, so he was still on the rise. And Francis's first All-Star game would be in 02. But in 2000, that was his rookie year, he still won co-rookie of the year. So he was thought of as one of the best rookies in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So already... It has more star power. Now, this is often thought about as Carter's slam dunk contest. He did obviously the famous dunk where he dunks it and his basically forearm goes through the hoop. Yeah. That is often one people think of. He did a reverse 360 one-handed windmill that had Marv Albert saying, the building's just exploded. His dunks were amazing. They took the roof off of the building. But the reason that this one, this particular dunk contest really brought it back was because it wasn't just him. Vince Carter wasn't the only one that was dunking the hell out of the ball. I don't know if that's a saying, but it should be a saying. (laughs) He dunked the hell out of the ball. Steve Francis got second in the slam dunk contest. And any other year, especially in the 90s, Steve Francis would have won. His dunks were stupendous except he was going against Carter. 
Before Francis's first dunk, Marv Albert alerted spectators of the new jump meter they'd be using for the contest. The technology allowed the broadcast to show just how high each player's vertical leap reached on their dunks. On his first attempt, he had a 40-inch vertical, and it allowed him to catch the ball at full extension and throw down a jam that earned a 45 from the judges. His dunks were amazing that any other year they would have won. So this dunk contest often is thought of as the supreme dunk contest. It was a dunk contest for the ages. If this contest had never happened, so that's our question today. What if this contest wasn't as great as it was? What if Vince Carter didn't put on a show for spectators? If this contest had never happened, the dunk contest would have died. It was on life support in 2000. They even scrapped it for a year and said, let's try this. And surprise, the the two ball competition only lasted like three years. I know you're shocked. Oh, I I bring back the two ball, man. Do it. (laughs) But they were trying anything to take its place because it had become crap. So it was barely on life support. They may have tried again, but it would have fizzled out. Vince Carter was the supreme dunker of the day. If he couldn't bring it back, they probably would have thought nobody could because he was the one to do that. Vince Carter saved the dunk contest. Now, my question, obviously, the slam dunk contest has ebbs and flows. It will be really good for a couple of years, then suck for a number of years. So people ask often, how can we save it in the future? Should we get rid of it? And obviously... Nobody fully knows the answer on how to save it. But one question that is always brought up is, do we need more stars? Do we need more stars of the day to be in the slam dunk contest? And my answer, yes. Well, my answer is no. Oh, my answer is no. Okay. Uh, You can't have this Obi Toppin guy carrying the show. The The best slam dunk contest I've ever seen in my life was between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in 2016. In 2016, neither of them were even close to being a star. Yeah, and- but Zach Levine won 2015, too. And so you kind of, it was more of like a defending the title type thing in that 2016. But, but I would say, I'm going to go through some of the names to see how many of the winners of the Slam Dunk Contest we would consider stars today. Okay. Um, obviously, it. it's hard because this doesn't go through everybody who competed. There was one dunk contest where Sean Kemp was in, and you would say he was a star, but he didn't win. So it's hard to know who fully was in. However, 84 Larry Nance, when it started in the NBA, technically it started with Dr. J in 76, um, but we're going back for, uh, starting in 84 with the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. It was the ABA Slam Dunk Contest in 76. Look, the, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest started out strong in 85 when Dominic Wilkins shows up. I mean, that's yeah. like I hands down one of the greatest dunkers of all time. They have Dominic Wilkins and Michael Jordan. We have them in the 80s. We know we have them. And those are strong. But when we think of stars, those are... Yeah, the Slam Dunk Contest is that it's not like the home run derby, for instance. You see a home run happen, it's a home run. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it barely clears the wall or if it's like Aaron Judge basically just being like this crazy robot that's just shooting off home runs all over the park. The slam dunk contest, I've seen that dunk already. And I think the biggest problem with the slam dunk contest is that you're having to judge 
against no. what's previously already occurred. No, that, that's the You're, problem. You've got guys like Michael Jordan on here. Yeah, that's the problem is going forward, every single dunk we have seen before. So as we go on, it's going to be harder to keep it. One of the biggest problems of the slam dunk contest, and I watched this year's, I actually watched the whole thing. I don't know why. Do you have just endless amounts of time? Not Do you only, need another pod to take up your time? Not only did I watch, I didn't watch that night, but I watched after everybody already said it was horrible. So I knew what I was getting into. The problem with the dunk contest is that it seems that they have close to an unlimited amount of do-overs. And whenever they have to get one dunk and in, I think a certain amount of time, but they can try it like 10 times before finally they're like, okay, that's enough. That's the problem is you need to have like one, you can make one mistake on a dunk and you have to make it on the second one. Because whenever you have one player who misses the same dunk 10 times, nobody cares about watching him make this dunk. They've seen him attempt 10 different times. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. And whenever we get to who is in it, sure, we have MJ and Wilkins. We also had Harold Miner, Isaiah Ryder, Brent Berry, who I remember watching Brent Berry's one. He slammed it from the um, free throw line, which, you know, that was the first time we'd seen it since MJ. And now it's been tried numerous times. So it's hard whenever you have the same duck because there's only so many ways someone can duck the ball. One thing they need to do is not make the dunk contest only NBA players. Have and one players, players that are known for dunking and have them be a part of it, which I've actually heard as a possibility that they could do. But yeah, so that's one way I think that they would really improve it. And really, they've had some stars since then because they did have Blake Griffin, who was in it. They did have John Wall, who won it. They had Dwight Howard back in 2008. They had mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell in 2018, and we often forget that he was in the slam dunk contest. The 2001 slam dunk contest I was excited about because that was Desmond Mason was in it, and he won it that year. And as an OSU fan at the time, I remember being super excited to see Mason do it. But yeah, I feel like if Vince Carter had not had that epic performance, it would have completely killed the slam dunk contest. And I also don't think stars are needed. Obviously, it doesn't hurt to have one of the best stars in the NBA be in it. My question to you, and this kind of goes off on a little bit of a tangent. We talked about whenever you hosted the last podcast about Michael Jordan and what if he went to the Knicks. So my question, we talked a little bit about MJ and LeBron. Do you think LeBron James's legacy is hurt because he was never in the slam dunk contest? Absolutely. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because he was often, people were wanting him to be a part of it. To say it hurts his legacy is really, it's a misnomer here. It actually, it builds to his legacy. But the legacy is negative. Okay. LeBron's always been one of these guys like it or not that he's more known at this point for what he hasn't done than what he actually has and that's not fair it isn't honestly I think at the end of the day with LeBron James you're going to look back and say what if Mm -hmm. we could end up doing a whole segment or five segments on LeBron James what ifs at this point I don't think I have that in me uh, or do I have the interest in doing something? <laughs> him not doing a slam dunk contest just built into a whole thing of him shying away this. 
whether it's in a personality or if it's an ego issue because he just doesn't want to have direct competition in a one-to-one type setting. What happens? God forbid LeBron loses and he's the king. But yeah, I really, I think it does at the end of the day. It really hurts the fact that he wants to claim he's Michael Jordan. He wants to claim he's better than Jordan. He wants to be bigger. He doesn't do this. Yeah. Jordan did. Yeah, I would agree with that. You mentioned that kind of, it's a misnomer because his legacy at this point is more negative than positive. And it's interesting to wonder about 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, 20 years down the line what his legacy will be. I think it'll soften. Really, I think LeBron, it's obviously not my opinion that matters, but... It isn't? No, it's really not. I would say anyone who would say all-time NBA team, give your starting five and you do not include LeBron James, I'm going to raise an eyebrow at you Mm -hmm. and go, you better have a really damn good reason. I would make the exact same argument for leaving Jordan or Magic off as well, or Kareem. I think you get down to that fifth starter is the greatest fight and over who, who you want there and you remove position. I would say it's up with a Tim Duncan, Larry Bird for it, me. It depends on if you were going the traditional power forward, small forward, if you're going the traditional lineup, if mm-hmm. it's positionless basketball, then you could go a number of different ways. But yeah, if we kept it position by position, Mine would be well, we're, we're playing modern day NBA at this point, Phil. Really, do positions even matter at this point? No, but if we're going by positions, I, I'd go with Duncan. If we weren't, I think KD needs some thoughts there as a Thunder fan who, um, good god, man, has spent however long disliking him since he left. Hey, talk about a guy whose legacy is negative. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, his, his legacy. He better He's win taken a complete year. 180 since you know, he, he, 2016. He to, if there's ever been an NBA player who needs to win a championship, it's Durant. No, no. If there's ever an NBA player who needs to stop tweeting and talking to the media, <laughs> it's Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, he moved <laughs> to New York, so <laughs> that helps. <laughs> but on my top five of, of all time, my starting lineup, he has to be there, for me at least. No, I wouldn't put him there. I still to this day will say that Durant's just an overgrown version of Reggie Miller. I really, I but think. But the overgrown part is what makes him so good because he's seven yeah, feet yeah, tall but, doing you know, that. Kevin Garnett to me was a better player. Okay. Okay. Because I, I would say if Reggie Miller was doing his thing and was able to do it at seven feet tall, he'd be a better version of himself. Well, Dirk Nowitzki was better in my mind. Okay. I'd say he's definitely a top 10 player, Dirk Nowitzki. I would. I, I don't know if I'd put him ahead of KD, but he's definitely up there as well. I don't know. It, it's it, You're really in the weeds when you start to really rank the – that could be a 20-episode podcaster. Oh, easily. <laughs> or longer is rating the best NBA players of all time. But anyway. This, uh, this is where we need to bring, like, someone who's just ridiculously – passionate over random things get either uh dan or bud to guess pot in here <laughs> just so just so you can get someone to like start banging fists on a table hey man if we got them in here at least for dan we get some dirk novitsky love we get we get someone really passionate about dirk man i don't know i'm i don't really have that for maybe akeem he's my he was the one i, I was always passionate about akeem Olajuwon just feels underrated at this point just almost disrespected 
I would say I, he so. was even left. He was even left off that uh, All NBA list recently. No, he was like on that, the top seventy-five. Oh, he was on there. Yeah, he, he was, was on, on the top, top seventy-five. 75. Who was left off? I don't know Who off the top of my head. Yeah, and I know Hakeem was in the top seventy-five because he was in the top fifty, and they kept all those players that were in the top fifty and just basically added twenty-five more, which is a cheap way of doing it. Come on, kick some guys off. <laughs> Have some guts. Yeah, you can't do that because <laughs> it'll end up being like a Will Smith moment. <laughs> but anyways, the thing about the dunk contest is when it is good, it is far and above better than any other all-star sporting event. But when it's bad, <laughs> it is way less than a number of all-star sporting events. And there's a lot more variance in a good NBA slam dunk contest and a bad one than the three-point contest because those guys are going to hit the three-pointers or a home run contest. It would be a shame to do away with it in the future. I hope they're able to figure out how they can continue doing it. But this last year, the one that just happened back in February is easily the worst one I've ever seen. It was awful. It was the the do overs, do overs, do overs. Do- uh, That's what kills uh, it. You, can, you know what would be really interesting? You bring up, you know, bringing on like street ballers and stuff like that. I honestly, you look at like TikTok, you got so many of these guys doing cool and interesting tricks. Yeah, exactly. I have NBA stars versus TikTok stars versus college stars. I would I versus, you know, AAU yeah. stars, something like that. And then have them meet up in like a final four mm-hmm. and just mix it up. Have some I fun think, with it. I think, that, I think that would be super fun. And I, would I think there's such that. an ego problem with mm-hmm. the NBA players because they're the best they'd, be the like, they'd be like the only ones with something to lose yeah. in it. And the rest of them would all be like something to prove or something to do just to be seen and to get to do this. It would be a hell of a lot of fun, I think. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that would be the hold up. I think you you have to have some people with some. There's not a lot of fun in the NBA right now, and it just isn't. Everyone just seems so angry and disinterested. You need to bring the fun back. Bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, um, definitely, and I think bringing street ballers or TikTok or college players who who might not even make the NBA, but man, they can dunk. <laughs> getting them in i think would revitalize the dunk contest and it's interesting because when i think about vince carter i feel like he saved the dunk contest but also might be the one who helped kill it also because we remember the amazing dunk contest and nostalgia is a hell of a drug and whenever i think of the dunk contest the 2016 one obviously was amazing but the 2001, I watched that when I was in high school at the time. And that was when I was really in the NBA, really getting into the NBA. And I feel like a, the better a dunk contest is, sometimes that might help kill it in the future because we remember how it once was and think, oh, it could never get that way again. If that makes any sense at all. No, it does. You know, slam dunk contest, I think it's just something that for the vast majority of casual viewers it's just played out what's because we've seen every dunk before there's not a new when dr j dunked it from the free throw line nobody had ever seen that before when mj dunked it from the free throw line people are like oh my gosh we haven't seen this since dr j that was 11 years ago or nine years ago or however long it was 
And when Burberry did it, he was white. So it was like, oh, this white guy he dunked from the free throw line. But like the more times people are doing like the same dunk, it doesn't look cool anymore. The thing about Michael Jordan, his looked the best because of the way he moves in the air. Like the double clutch, that just looks smooth. And you have to have kind of that gravitas and just that ability to move in the air smoothly that even a lot of great dunkers aren't able to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it matters more on the athleticism. You got to have the right guys there. You think like we're talking nostalgia. Hell, arguably the best dunk contest of all time was 2016, which Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, I mean, take the time machine right now. I think, what, six years ago? Yeah. That's that's pretty current, man. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you've already brought that one up. Hell, Aaron Gordon was is just an athletic freak. Yeah, yeah, and you now, gotta have these guys up there. The guys that were in the contest this year looked like they, yeah, they were guys that they went down to the bus station and said, "Hey, you get to be in the slam dunk contest and you get a free hot sandwich tonight." And they're like, "Great." And then they put it on TV. And the 2016 dunk contest wouldn't have been as good as it was if it was only one of those dunkers doing all that. It's the duel between two people. What's the contest? It's the contest. So even the Vince Carter one, all we remember is Vince Carter. But Steve Francis put on a hell of a show. It was between Carter and Francis. And as the Rockets fan, I was pulling hard for Francis, but also amazed by everything I saw Vince do. Well, it's, so like it's, 2000, it's like 2008. You had uh, Dwight Howard and Gerald Green. Mm-hmm. I know that was one where they put the candles up there on yeah, the yeah. rim mm-hmm. and were blowing them out with windmills. Yeah. I, it's gimmicky, but it was interesting. Yeah. And another thing about the dunk contest is a lot of times they're so freakish athletically that you don't really see everything they do until you see a replay. Like, even blowing out the candle mm-hmm. and those type of things that they did. But when you watch a live, you don't even see. So it doesn't get the excitement that something you can see from the last row would happen. Cause that one, if people saw that live, the roof would have blown off with everybody getting excited, but you don't see that until you see the replay. And that also kind of messes with it. No, that's true. So there's a lot that goes into it. I, Still love the dunk contest, even though this one was awful. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm, I'm you'll I'm, find I'm, new things, you'll love it. <laughs> and because really, right now, like this, right now, the three point contest is the ultimate one because that, that still gets the stars, that still gets Curry and Clay Thompson and all those players in the three point contest, where the dunk contest doesn't always do that. But anyways, that's my thought about Vince Carter and the dunk contest. So, yeah. Rob, what are we doing next time? We're going to talk a little bit about a 1992 what if in the NCAA tournament. I can't wait. We'll catch you guys next time. See y'all.